You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Welcome and thank you for all for tuning in. I'm Kerry Lutz. I'm joined by Bill Powers of Mining Stock Education, and we're here to update you on a series of transactions taking place uh, by Oren Resources. Number one, of course, is Oren Resources' acquisition of East Main Resources and the resulting successor company, Fury Gold Mines. Number two is Oren's spin-out of its Peruvian copper assets into a new company, Sombrero Resources. And number three, it's spin-out of its Peruvian silver gold assets into a new company, Tier 1 Metals. And here to discuss this and update you, we've got Ivan Bebic, Oren's current executive chairman, Blair Schultz, president and CEO of East Main Resources, and Michael Timmons will be the CEO of Fury Gold Mines. And gentlemen, uh, all welcome here. And might as well get started right away. First questions. Ivan, uh, recent financing taking place. Uh, can you give us an update? Yeah, sure. Great. Um, uh, thanks for having us all here today uh, to talk about the transaction and, and everything we're going to talk about. Um, we just completed a $23 million financing uh, for Fury Gold Mines. As you know, specific to Fury, it was a condition of the acquisition of East Main. And we were very fortunate that we had some very, very key investors that we wanted in our registry to be added in this funding. And I think in terms of raising a lot of money in the, in the business, you know, there's different times, different markets to do this. And it was a little bit more challenging than we set out to go and undertake because of the subscription receipts. And there was a lot of complexities. There still is until the votes complete, but coming through this financing the way we did a very strong shareholder base. And, you know, I think a lot of people that missed the financing will have a lot easier time being investors post-Fury trading, assuming the vote goes well in um, October. So a great outcome, great investors. It gives us 50,000 meters of drilling to start in November 1st. And uh, for the benefit of how we've created so much value for Oren, you know, this is the, the biggest drill program we'll ever undertake as former Oren management. It'll be a tremendous catalyst for investors to look forward to starting uh, a few weeks after the vote in November 1st. So it's, it's a great, great point of the company to move forward with a very strong treasury. And what's the date of that vote again? Uh, the vote is on October 5th. And if you haven't voted, we'd encourage you to submit your proxies by October 1st. And uh, once the vote's complete, uh, assuming a positive vote, new shares will trade on October 12th. The last day to buy orange shares is on October 9th uh, to get shares of, of the Spincos. Excellent. And Blair, uh, tell us why, why the merger makes uh, sense for East Main shareholders and why, uh, why you did this deal. East Main was uh, in an interesting position um, we parted ways with our CEO back in December and um, we didn't put ourselves up for sale. The board really carefully weighed the, the idea of going it alone and raising capital or uh, looking for a partner to help uh, to bring this project to production. And, and at the time, um, going it alone and finding a new management team seemed like a very difficult challenge. And what we found is everything involved a significant amount of dilution for our shareholders. And so we went looking for, we didn't actually go looking. We found a partner 
that uh, that suited us greatly. And you know, at the end of the day, we got a, a nice premium for our shareholders. And uh, we, with the team of uh, Ivan and Mike, you grabbed a team that has great uh, experience to build a mine one and two to uh, access the capital markets for our shareholders. And um, you know, we won't be diluting our shareholders, and we are also get the upside of uh, two great projects in Committee Bay and Homestead. So. What it really came down to was our shareholders. We're trying to get the best transaction for our shareholders and the best return. And uh, we believe that uh, Mike Timmons leading the charge forward as Fury Gold will bring that and uh, we'll see a project in Quebec being built in the coming years. All right, excellent. And Mike, uh, vision for Fury, uh, what made you want to join the team and, and tell us about the uh, drill program coming up and the uh, aggressive growth plan for the coming year? The vision, I think the vision for Fury uh, should be pretty straightforward, right? I mean, the vision is to build a Canadian mining company from the ground up and, and advance all three of our assets uh, into production, right? So straightforward. Uh, internally, uh, we're, say, you know, we're saying to, to the crew, um, you know, we want to be pouring gold by 2025, right? And that's sufficiently aggressive to keep everyone focused on our growth objectives. Um, externally, you know, we're telling people to expect, uh, you know, bigger sooner, right? The sooner we know what we have in the portfolio, the sooner we'll be uh, advancing the business. So you can expect us to invest heavily in exploration uh, and also, you know, look us, you know, look out for us to make, you know, smart acquisitions as we go and grow the business. I've known Ivan and, and Sean since uh, the Caden acquisition back in, in 2014. And the, you know, these guys are authentic. Uh, they're people focused. Uh, and they have a great track record of, of, um, of creating a ton of value for owners in the mining space. And when they approached me uh, middle of the summer um, to put a, put a game plan together for Fury, uh, you know, I, I went back to them and I said, you know, it's very clear that, you know, you need to have the right ingredients here uh, to be successful. Um, and, and what are those ingredients, right? An experienced management team that can execute, unencumbered access to capital that we've demonstrated uh, recently with financing, scalable high quality projects, uh, you know, similar to what, what Blair just uh, took us through, uh, and, and, and genuine market support, right? Uh, all of which we have at Fury. So a very attractive scenario for investors and, and, and exciting for me to coming in uh, as a new guy and a key component of the mix to kind of drive the thing forward, right? You can expect us to come hard out of the gate uh, at Eau Claire, which is obviously the um, asset being acquired. Um, and, you know, and we're share price focused. Right. And, and the best thing, the best way to, to have share price appreciation, certainly in, in this market, is to be drilling high grade gold deposits. Right. Uh, and that's basically going to be our pl plan coming out of the gate uh, at Eau Claire. And certainly for the remainder of the year, uh, you know, as we as we unleash the fury. Right. Um, and really set out on a campaign of sequential exploration activity, um, which really provides those those great catalysts for investors to drive company valuation on a per share basis, which is really our primary objective. Mike, I'd like to ask you about Committee Bay. This is a project that has been in Orin's portfolio for some time, and a lot of money was sunk into it prior to Orin acquiring this asset. Uh, what specifically gets you excited about Committee Bay, and can you share with the listeners that maybe aren't familiar with your experience working in that region already? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the big part of the reason for me taking the role was Committee Bay. Right. And that might be that might be a surprise for some, you know, for it being basically our, our, our tertiary asset. What we're what we're trying to achieve here is is, you know, is to expose shareholders to, uh, you know, some measured uh, you know, wild new discovery potential. 
right? We have two great, uh, you know, uh, development assets that we're going to be moving forward. Uh, and, and that's lower risk growth, right? But what we wanted to do is, is, is expose uh, the owners to, to, uh, to some discovery potential. Combay does. Um, having been part of the Agnico Eagle early experience in Nunavut, um, you know, we're all well aware, uh, and I'm certainly well aware of the long-term, you know, mindsets that, and, and patience that's required. Uh, to be a successful explorer and developer in the region, and particularly when you're working on big systems, you know, forget just you know trying to advance one deposit. Um, you know, another another uh, developer uh, in Nunavut uh, earlier this week uh, put out a, an update. You know, they, they've spent 350 million over the last 11 years to get the the seven million ounce deposit that they have today, right? And so it takes time in these regions. Um, it takes, uh, you know, you, they are, uh, you have to have the right logistical uh, skill sets. You have to have these relationships in place in order to advance it, right? Uh, the other key learning uh, that everyone should be aware of is that every subsequent pr uh, exploration program needs to be more impactful than the last, right? You have a, you have a good 100 days of the year uh, to really move the needle in the middle of it uh, every season that you go up. Uh, you know, and you have to be, you have to be smart uh, with your time uh, and with your money, right? And that's all part of the, the Oren skill set that we'll be continuing on with, uh, with Beery. In June, we're going to be commencing a, a minimum of 15,000 meters. Uh, that's going to be testing out three of three to four, uh, you know, of the new target, new updated target centers that we have. Um, you can expect us to add ounces at uh, three bluffs, which is going to be exciting. Um, and potentially convert one of our many mature uh, exploration targets into uh, a mineable deposit, which is code for a new discovery. Um, Committee Bay is, uh, in my view, is a big part of our future for Fury, uh, and we're never stop. We're never going to stop, uh, you know, being active on that belt and, and relentless uh, and systematic with our exploration. I think that's key over the long term. As the soon-to-be CEO of Fury Gold Mines, uh, what is your perspective on Homestake Ridge? What can you share with investors? Homestake, I think, is, is, is a misunderstood asset. Back in the old uh, Oren, um, you know, which was primarily an exploration company, uh, it, it might have not had a home in that company, right? And, and it was previously signaled uh, as an asset potentially for sale, which would have been a at the time, quite a smart, you know, non-dilutive financing where they could just redeploy those funds into, uh, into exploration, which is basically a wheelhouse uh, skill set. But in Fury, uh, is a development company, uh, Homestake tucks uh, very nicely uh, right in behind uh, Eau Claire in the development pipeline. Uh, it has a recent PEA, which outlines 1.2 million ounces, a gold equivalent, gold equivalent mining scenario, which is a great start. Personally, I would like to have that project's ounce profile increased, right? So the, the so the growth there will start next summer. Um, we are right now setting out a twenty thousand meter program to upgrade and expand the current resource. We're also going to have news out, um, probably November timeframe, to you know articulate our targeting and provide the market some technical backdrop uh, ahead ahead of our marketing activities uh, in Q one next year. Mike, can you share any more about the timing of potential acquisitions? Obviously, you have three big projects on your hand already, but as a CEO, what's your mindset and thoughts regarding future acquisitions in terms of timing? I think the timing there, uh, you know, the acquisitions for any company, uh, I think, have to occur, occur within windows of strength, right? We, have, we certainly have a business to establish first. 
Um, we have to, uh, you know, we want to build currency in the share price. We want to convert on a lot of, uh, you know, proof of concept things. We certainly want to show uh, success at, uh, at Eau Claire, right? So I think once that's, once that's completed, once uh, a, a lot of the uh, team has been built, once the board has been set out, committees set out, and really, really a business has been established, um, we will go to look for uh, acquisitions that uh, fit. That makes sense. Thank you, Mike. Ivan, I'd like to get your thoughts on Committee Bay. What more would you like to add about what's going on at Committee Bay and what's your current perspective on Committee Bay? Sure. Um, well, it's a project that I signed up for when we first acquired it that I would drill until we made the discovery. And that's, that's something that hasn't changed from my thoughts toward it. it the, the prize is up there. It's a big one. And we think there'll be more than one of them. Um, in the next week uh, after this interview, you'll see the Committee Bay targeting results. This is the backstop of $60 million of learning that's happened up there. And, you know, a few people have been asking if it's still as of importance, is it still have that potential? You're going to see about 11 targets on the belt with this new targeting, you know, methodology breakthrough. And although the science gets interesting, it's not going to, you know, bode well with many retail investors. You have to take our word on it that these will be the best holes we've ever drilled up there. And, you know, to go up to Committee Bay with not only the exploration team mindset, but somebody like Mike Timmons coming from Agnico Eagle, where Mike was obviously part of the acquisitions and he overlooked and saw, you know, the development of the Committee Bay assets at Agnico. I think there's a tremendous new depth of pedigree that comes in with Committee Bay. So Committee Bay for me is worth a lot more in a discovery now with Mike Timmons as our CEO than it was previously in our hands and, and no, no discredit to ourselves, but you know, here's somebody that's not afraid of the Arctic that likes it as much as we do. And his background is, is more on the development side as well. So Committee Bay is an outstanding asset. Um, I, I can't wait till everyone sees these targets and to all the, the East Main shareholders who, who know a lot about Eau Claire. And I do want to point out, I'm glad you guys brought up Homestake and Committee Bay today because these assets have generated Orin's current market cap by themselves twice at 1350 gold. And there's a reason for that. And there's a lot of reason or, or a lot of value that's being missed in Fury right now or in where we funded the company. But we're fine with that because we're gonna build that out and post the formation of Fury, you're gonna have a lot of news. You're gonna have a lot of things to be excited for that could really change the performance of, of how everyone's looking at Fury from the current thing of growing. And I think the one point I'll make is the biggest strength in any gold company in this environment to go and create value for shareholders is through drilling. So if you take the numbers that Mike gave you and you take the Fury dr drilling we're gonna do at Eau Claire, you're looking at about 85,000 meters minimum that we're gonna drill in the next 12 months in the backstop of an incredible start to a gold bull market. The growth in the mature stage of both Eau Claire and Homestake Ridge they're past PEA, red light, green light, meaning they're past knowing whether you should spend more money, whether it's worth seeing if they could get bigger, whether they could be built as is. They're past that threshold and they can only get a lot better in our view going forward in terms of size and, and a lot of things that we haven't really got to yet in terms of potentials in Quebec at Eau Claire and surrounding targets, as well as looking at the feeder structures underneath Homestake Ridge. But if we come out of Committee Bay next summer, as Mike has pointed out, we're gonna be drilling near three bluffs on some peripheral targets that we believe we're gonna add ounces as a consequence 
to not making that huge discovery as a worst case scenario, which is a great place to land in the current gold environment. But if we make a discovery on one of the three targets that we drill away from three bluffs, I think it would be an outstanding surprise and return for shareholders because of the gold environment we're in. And you know, to Mike's vision to build a Canadian mining company, we want to build that growth profile first for Fury. We want to show the pipeline of growth that's really challenging for the major mining companies and mid-tiers to find because discoveries have not been found. And I think that the thing that Committee Bay does, it gives you a shot at five to 10 million ounces right out the gate. And that would be substantial. So yeah, there, our neighbor up there um, has spent 350 million to get to 7 million ounces. I think Agnico has done a tremendous job, not only mining in the Arctic, but they've also made new discoveries such as Amaruk. And I think that these are great deposits, but you have to look at Committee Bay as the big belt up there. And I would say that it's gone from being very difficult to being very exciting. So it's not in our share price right now to the extent where it should be. It's definitely not in Fury's valuation. And I think if you look at the gold market, the amount of drilling we're going to do across all three, I think we have a very exciting share price performance to look forward to in the next 12 months. So very exciting. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, Blair. And Carrie, I'll uh, pass it over to you for final thoughts, please. All right. Well, I think this is a pivotal time for Orin and uh, obviously for East Main and the resulting company, Fury. I think that uh, the spin-out's taking place uh, and everything that's been going on in the economy, COVID, and the gold price, uh, precious metals markets, on fire, it's it's easy to lose track of what's happening and what is a relatively complex transaction. But um, I'm confident at both as a shareholder and as somebody who knows the uh, management team here that uh, that you guys are going to pull it off and pull it off well. And in the re as a result, more uh, value for shareholders and uh, and this will be a company that'll be out there for many decades to come. Appreciate you all uh, coming together today and giving us uh, an update. For more information, uh, where, should the, where should they contact you, Ivan? Uh, I would suggest um, you can visit furygoldmines.com. We do have a website that will be formalized post-vote, but there is a presentation uh, on that website that will give you as much information as you need. If you're an Orange shareholder and you need any more information please contact us uh, through our website or at info at warrenresources.com. And then for East Main, I would uh, defer to, to Blair. And uh, Blair, how, how's, how's best for East Main to get a hold of you guys? Similarly on the website, uh, there's the, uh, the info at eastmain.com as well. And uh, you, you can find my contact information uh, that will be active until they close the transaction on the bottom of most press releases. All right, excellent. Well, thanks again, gentlemen. It's been very enlightening and Bill and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks.